Hey, hello, welcome back. We are ready with our second session under the preparedness series, The Other Side, where we talk about people capabilities and employee engagement with the industry leaders. And today, we have a guest all the way from South Africa. Yes, South Africa. So let's jump right in. Let's hear her out and understand who she is, what does she do, what is her plan now, and what the plan is after the lockdown. So people, we will start right away. Welcome to our podcast, which is The Other Side, where we bring leaders like you to talk to us, to tell us what you guys are doing, you, your organization, from people capability perspective and employee engagement perspective. And it is so awesome to hear a perspective which is outside India. So you will be the first one who I'll be interviewing for this podcast, which is from South Africa. Yay! Woo! That's fantastic, <laughs> eh? Milestones! <laughs> yeah, so I'm super excited. It is great. Yeah, so let's see. I love the color of your cup, by the way. Yeah, no, we've got to keep it bright and real. Yes. <laughs> Sound you want history of my cup. <laughs> So who 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 are you? Who is Teresa? I mean, I worked with you on a project, but that's it. That's it. So let let me give you the lowdown. It's quite an interesting one. Born and raised in Zambia, so um, I'm not originally from South Africa. Ooh. Yeah, my father's a farmer. He was a farmer. And uh, my mother just ran the farm alongside of him. So obviously when things um, happened in Zambia, we um, fled to South Africa. My father remained behind. And of course, I came along. I was very young at the time. So it, it was a difficult upbringing. You know, money was scarce and my mother was working three jobs. But we made it. We got through. And um, I'm one of those um, people that didn't have a university opportunity at the time. So I had to work extra hard and, and be the underdog, so to speak. You know, no higher educational qualifications from university. I decided the only way I'm going to make it is to start at the bottom and then start learning, 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 and just keep going, you know, and climbing the channels. So it, it was a challenge. It set a huge goal for myself. I was retrenched twice in my life, which is very difficult. I'm a single mother. Unfortunately, that didn't work out either very well. Oh. Um, but... You know, I strive to give my child the best I can possibly give her. So when I was retrenched, I started right back at the bottom again, and I had to just keep building the whole time. I achieved my first milestone, which was um, a general manager position at an um, educational institute within the, the technical services section. So to the, that was a big accomplishment for me, coming from a background of no real um, degrees, et cetera, et cetera. That only came after the fact. And um, 
I then challenged myself again and said, all right, so I'm a general manager. I've got a lot of corporate red tape. I hate thinking in a box. I want out of box. So I took the next bold move and thought, all right, let me take a new challenge. And an opportunity came up to 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 pull a company together, um, pretty much spring clean it. And I thought, how oh, let's do this. So and, and that's really where the digital education group came from. You know, I, I became the temporary CEO. And um, within a year, I had turned it around. And just by rolling up my sleeves and really getting hands on and being part of the team, you know, not a boss. I, I think boss is a, it's an old fashioned word. You've got to be a team leader, a team player, you know, and, and drive through that while you brainstorm. So, so that is really, you know, um, and I'm not very submissive. I have to be honest, you know, if, if um, I, am, I am quite outspoken, if I believe something is right, it's right, you know. Um, if I don't know, I will go and find out <laughs> before I go and pretend I know. <laughs> so that is really my, my, my journey. I am now qualified, yes. I'm a qualified life coach, NLP practitioner. That helps me help people, you know, and businesses. And I'm qualified in innovation and technology management. So with those two together, I can embrace the HR digital transformation experiences. You know, and and fight the beasts within. So so it helps. And being self empowered and self empowering others on the journey is phenomenal. So it's been crazy. To uh, farm life. Yes. Now to a CEO of a company. Can you believe? I'll take you back to your farm life because for us city people, it's an exotic life, right? Well, definitely not this side, eh? <laughs> so how was how was your farm life, your childhood? Oh, you know, Raj, it was fun, but it was challenging. You know, you had to slaughter your own cattle, your sheep. Uh, we did a lot of wildlife hunting. Um, you know, um, wow. your buffaloes, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, because we would eat. That that was our food. It was, um, you know, if you didn't go hunting, you couldn't get food. So my father became a professional hunter and we would go out into the bush for three or four months at a time. And we, as children, would just help, you know, um, to skin the meat and to cut the meat. And I was given a good opportunity because I would see firsthand, you know, my dad would tie up a carcass in a tree and show me how the lions or the cheetahs would actually attack it. Wow. Put a zebra carcass in, in a river. And show me how the crocodiles would actually go for the, you know, go for the prey. So I was very blessed, actually. I was very fortunate. And I miss it. But on the latter side, you know, you had to make your own milk, your own cheese, your your own sweets, you know, because it was a challenge. There wasn't much around. You know, and education was just non-existent. People had to send their kids away to boarding schools in South Africa or overseas. But the lifestyle, it was really hard. Uh, we worked off generators, no electricity. You had to pump your own water. So, yes, it, it, it taught us a lot. It taught us a lot of value as well. So some say, wow, that sounds great. And it was great. But, you know, it was also very, very difficult at times with what, I mean, you know, the farming institutes, if there's no water, there's no crops, you know, Um and then when you would barter trade, you would speak to your neighbor for mealies and you would give them a cow. So <laughs> it, it worked. <laughs> um, you know, my passion for horses, I love horse riding. That comes from there, you know, and I'm one of the blessed ones to still have horses here in South Africa. They're very expensive. 
yeah. but that's my therapy. You know, they're very therapeutic animals, and yeah. they put you in very in your place. I do, yes, I do. Wow. You know, um. So yeah, you know that that kind is, of living uh, that exotic life still. I try. You know, I feel we as people are so caught up in the day-to-days, the stress, the pressures. You know, a lot of people are keeping up with the Joneses, so we call it. You know, I want the fancy car. I want this. We lose value, you know. So instead of me going and sitting and speaking to a psychologist or a physiotherapist or one of my um, life coaches in, in partnerships, you know, I, I go to my horse for therapy. Um, and and he sorts me out, you know. <laughs> so, it is very good, you know. It's, it's, it's really, truly amazing. Um, so that's my touch on nature, to just get away from the hustle and the bustle the whole time. It's, 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 it's very relaxing, tranquil, actually. So I was really privileged um, to come from that background. If I had a choice, would I have stayed there and come to boarding school and then go back? You know, I probably would have. Um, I think I lost a lot when I, I, I moved to South Africa from that regard. You no, know, you still have horses. I'm sure you would have wanted to go back. You, you're quite right, John. No, I don't know if I can really, you know, reap the land and, and, and sow the fields. <laughs> <laughs> but you have people to do that, right? Yeah, you would have people to do that. But, you know, my common denomination is if I can't do it, I can't expect them to do it. So I've got to run up my sleeves and climb in there, you know, and, and really get it done. <laughs> So when is this? When is this? Uh, when have you become a city girl? You know, I'm a city girl, but not directly a city girl. You know, I'll always have the natural side of me. Um, I like my tracksuit pants and my casual clothes more than I like my corporate wear. <laughs> but um, you do it because you've got to look professional. You know. Um, so I will always have that natural side to me. Um, I will never really say I'm a Santon Kugel. You know, Santon, I refer to Santon so so the people know Santon is supposedly a really upmarket area in South Africa, you know. Um, it's where the, the big people um, gather and socialize and a lot of the huge corporate companies trade. So when I say I'm not a Santon um, girl per se, I'm very down to earth, you know, I, I hold on to my values and my beliefs. I will never let them go. So I participate in that arena, but just as as me, you know, I am what you get. I have no false pretenses, unfortunately, and that, that can work to your detriment sometimes, you know, um, but all in all, it works very well. And I can associate myself with not only the executives of the world, but also the actual general workers, you know, um, and also in my social circles, you know, I we I socialize with anybody and everybody. We help where we can, you know. So status is not a thing of me. I'm not that way inclined. So I will always have the little farm girl inside me, and I'll always get all dirty, dirty over the weekends and enjoy my horses, and <laughs> I will not lose that quality of my life. <laughs> My dream would be to have a plot, you know, and, and to be able to have my horses and, and a couple of little animals on the plot. But it's not it's not sustainable. It's not safe for starters, unfortunately. And it costs a lot of money. So I 
stable my horses at a yard. And, uh, yeah, so yeah, it's torture. I haven't seen them for about five weeks because, obviously, with us being on lockdown, all the yards are also on lockdown. Right. So I, I get a video call with my horse once a week. <laughs> but is somebody taking care of them? Luckily, Raj, luckily. You know, we've, we've got phenomenal grooms. You know, they treat the horses like their babies. Um, so we're right. lucky. You know, we're very lucky. If I had the chance, yeah, maybe one day it's something to look into, you know, get a big plot. <laughs> um, and then I'll really be in my roots, you know, back to almost like farm living, I suppose. Yeah, that farm girl in you. Yep, I'll never lose it. <laughs> never. Looks like, looks like. But good, is that, is that your son in the background? Um, oh, right, can you see somebody? No, that's actually a friend of mine's son. Tristan, oh. there we go. <laughs> so during lockdown, he is staying with me. I'm, I'm helping his dad a little bit. And um, on the opposite side of my table, I've got my daughter who's um, adjusting to online learning. Well, hi, opposite side. Say so, hi. Shout. Hi. There we go. <laughs> That's all new to South Africa, online learning. Awesome. awesome. So everything is happening now, online, e-learning, mobile learning, bite-sized learning, all these buzzwords, that's happening. You, you, it is. So COVID-19, we, we, we're very happy, um, sadly. Um, it is a pandemic, yes, but it, it, it's pulling out huge rewards. Um, people have, in a space of about four weeks, started embracing online education. They're embracing virtual meetings. I mean, you know, we are where we should be. And is it the new norm? I think it's the new norm, you know, Raj. Um, I have no doubts about it. You know, I, I just think that we've got to make sure we keep the personal touch at the same time. We can't lose that personal touch. So it's it's critical to to engage. So it's it's been good. Education. It's slightly lagging, but we've got a lot of them doing online now. A lot of them are embracing electronic portfolios. <clears throat> Corporate clients, I mean, we've got call centers setting up at home, which oh, is fantastic. Oh, it what? is phenomenal. Like we've, we, we've had people sharing insights and motivational speaks, you know, also um, on, on virtual platforms. So it, it's really embraced. We, we're creating a group WhatsApp chats. <laughs> to keep each other sane. <laughs> so we've, we've gone the extra mile. Um, is it the same as direct contact? You know, I think for now it's as close as it's going to be. And I also believe, though, it's brought some of us closer together. Because, you know, Raj, we get wrapped up. Life goes by. There's no time. You always say, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. Oh, I haven't spoken to so-and-so. I must phone them. I must meet them. We have no excuses now. We're actually engaging with people directly every day that we haven't spoken to in about a year or, or seen in three or four months. So, you know, it has its, it's, it's got its pros and cons, I must be honest. Um, I think it's in every country looks like the, the things that we used to say, I'm planning, I will do it. I am doing it now. So, yes. I, you know, I've called my friends who I have not spoken to in years. Uh, we've, we've created Zoom groups. Uh, it's it's so interesting. I mean, I could feel that it's exactly the same in South Africa. 
I mean, like humans are humans are human, right? Mm. No matter where. Absolutely. You're right. A human is just a human, you know, and and, and we do. We need, we need to social interaction, but it's changed from where you'd go to the the bar and have a couple of drinks, or go and have a supper, or go to a rave party, for lack of a better term, you know, to oh, let's get down and dirty on the virtual side, you know. <laughs> let's catch up. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's working. I'm I'm really proud of of everybody for actually jumping on board because. I actually, in a way, believe in some cases it's brought some people closer together. Those that you've never had time to talk to. Oh, you, you, you're talking. You're having a watch party. You know, you can even have a virtual cheers and drink. <laughs> I know. So it's it's actually fantastic. So we've we've got to look at the positive here. You know, and and will it go away? No, I don't think so. You I know, it's definitely not going to go anywhere. I know. So thanks to COVID, I wanted to start this podcast six months back. I started now. Thanks to COVID, I wanted to speak to my childhood friend. I spoke to him now. Thanks wow. to COVID, and I'm talking to you. Can you believe it? You see, so we yeah. have to see it in a positive light. You know, yeah. COVID has got its problems. Yes, it does, and and they're not going to go away. But thanks to COVID. Yeah. Look at all the change that is actually happening around us and within us. You know, we 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 connecting. And thanks to COVID, I can write a white paper on how to wash utensils. Well, oh, there we go. <laughs> so you see. <laughs> oh my God! I've been telling my wife not to cook because I so scared of those washing those utensils. And now I. Yeah, now I have a like five-step process to it. <laughs> You've taught me something. I didn't know there was a process to washing utensils. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks to COVID, this is what I've learned. One day I will get a white paper. And so make- you see, we're making huge uh, progress. I mean, and I must commend you. Your your concept, your idea, it is absolutely phenomenal. You know, and, and it's groundbreaking. So. Look what COVID's done for you in the last six months. You know, it's brought you to your deliverables. <laughs> I know, I know. So I mean, in one side it's sad, the other side, you know, it's 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 so many good things are happening because, as you rightly said, your government is against e-learning, all that virtual learning. My, my government was not against it, but my clients, who I used to approach and tell them, you know. We can do a virtual session, which will be half of the cost. It will save you money. But the question used to come back was the effectiveness. Yeah, and with yeah. this COVID coming in, all of them are coming back and they're saying, let's try. And when they've tried the first two sessions, they've given us 20 more. And so I feel that if it's half the cost and if they're feeling it, as effective as it should be, then it's going to stay. It's not going to go away. Absolutely. I mean, you know, the debates are long and hard. I think it's, you got all these different learning styles, but you can put them all into the buckets of online learning or virtual discussions, you know. Um, I always say to my clients in the past, because, you know, obviously we called it blended learning at one stage because you'd have classroom and then you'll have a bit of online. But, you know, the sad reality is nobody really knew how to deliver education online. You know, they would think, okay, so it's an ebook. 
Well, yes, it is, but no, there's more engagement, there's more understanding. Okay. What we are finding now, which is which I believe is fantastic, is the same message is, is moving across the whole time. So teachers aren't changing the way they explain something. They're keeping it consistent, you know, and the kids can actually go back into um, the recording and watch it over and over again to actually understand it, you know. So it's it's very powerful. The only hurdle we have is the latter side of the teachers. They do struggle. Some of them don't know how to use the tools. But you know what? Come on, we all we all we all end this to win this. So you know we can share the knowledge and and give ideas, and let's tackle the world this way because I, I do believe it's here to stand. I think it's for the better. It is more positive. You can go back and refer back the whole time, and it saves money, Raj. You know, it's cutting costs. And, and, you know, people always say, oh, you want to cut costs. I'm like, I'm not saying get rid of people. You can't. You know, I'm saying, you know, the people and the digital must work together. But we have to do, do it much smarter, you know. And, and if we get that right, and I believe we are getting it right now, I really do. We can only but play it forward. It's going to become a new norm. And we will go back to the classrooms eventually, but not maybe 100%. Yeah, you know, um, business. Yes, we will we'll get in our car. We're going to go to meetings. We won't lose that personal one-on-one in yep. direct rooms. But will it be like it was? No. You know, we've learned it's cost reduction. It's smarter. We're more engaged with our clients. We can co- converse easily on on technology, and we're actually more productive. Yeah. Yeah. And what's what's your early takes on it, barring obviously the cost cut and effectiveness and all that? I would say we're almost in the third stance of business mm. on an online platform. And it's never been better. So we went through the total separation of lockdown to deciding, all right, shall we try this online virtual, you know, um, transformation? Get the feet wet, get the feelers out there. And now... We're doing it. A lot of businesses are doing it. It was like I was saying to you, you know, we've got call centers working from home in their own little space and environment. Um, we've got the musicians embracing a way that they can actually do something. We've got teachers embracing online education and, and colleges taking the initial initiative to say, let's do online, guys. You know, so some are even ahead of the Department of Education. They just decided we've got to get our kids going here. All in all, we're in a good space right now. What is going to be the next stage for, for businesses and for schools? I do believe we're going to continue on this. This is our new norm, uh, Raj. Um, the only thing that we need to ensure is we create the sustainability. And we don't forget that the human element is just as important as technology. Yep. You know, it, they've got to push you together. And we need to be mindful of that and not leave anybody behind. You know, um, it's critical right now for us just to do what we can do. I mean, I speak to a lot of people, Raj, um, on, on a coaching level, and the depression is real. Um, you know, the fears are real. Especially now in South Africa, we've got a lot of people only getting half pay. Some have been told to take forced unpaid leave. Yes, you can claim from government, UIF, et cetera, et cetera, but it takes forever to pay out. But it's also, if you look on the latter, it's forcing leaders, business leaders, to think smarter. Yep. 
get the business going. Let's start turning. Make use of your employees. Find smarter ways to do it. You know, and and that's where we should be. And I think we're now hitting that stage. And for you know, it's, it's taken a while, but we're there now. Okay. And that is, I think, we're in a very um very pivotal area right now to see will companies find the right way forward, or will they still step on the back foot and say. Sorry, you know, unemployment, retrenchments, we can't think of a different road. You know, um, so it's it's a gamble, Raj. Um, I watched Carp Launch last night and we've got a, a printing company that actually took a very proactive, innovative approach and they're actually making beds out of recyclable material. And, yeah, and this is a company that does printing. And they've guaranteed that they can set up a two-bed self-isolated room in 45 minutes with three people. Wow. Can you believe it? So it shows you how people can actually think out the box. Yeah. And yeah. I believe that is what we should be doing as, as um, people are trying to inspire others and to try and find sustainable ways to go forward. We should be like really thinking outside the box here. You know, at any opportunity to make sure we can secure our businesses, secure the human sanity, for lack of a better word, as well. So, what what is the HR heads and L&D heads are talking to you? What are, do they have any concerns? Do they have they issues? Do. They do, you know, and and our message to them is very strong. Yes, look at your hierarchy, look at your whole business structure, you know, and realign and re-engineer it. But not to really get rid of people, but maybe be um, wiser in what you do with those people. Use the knowledge, use the skill sets, put them in different areas of business. You know, so so just take a whole new look at your business plan. And then you, you align that business plan and then look at your employees. You know, so we've had places that have got, oh, uh, seven or eight different job titles. I'll give you an example. And um, we will look at that and we'll say, well, why is this not one job title? Take all those people and put them into the one job title. Streamline your business. Do all jobs hold worth? It is debatable, but we have got new opportunities with the transformation of digital and HR. They could have much better skill capacity in a different section of the business. Yeah. So we're saying to them, think smarter. And the only way to do that is have a look at your HR value chain. So while they are running around very overwhelmed, we've now had to just sort of like take a step outside that box and think, all right, well, what are we doing going forward now? We're in this. How are we going to make it sustainable? How are we going to plan for our future? And what is our future? You know, what is the norm? The structuring part is what, what they're talking to. Yes. Uh, so are they, they ready to accept? Sorry? Are they ready? Are they ready to accept? Uh, you know, the, their first immediate reaction, and, and, and it's, it's, a, it's a survival reaction, it's not the right reaction, is let's downscale. You know, let, let's cut costs, let's just downscale. But is that the sustainable reaction? It's not. It's a survival technique. That's all it is. You know, so we're saying to them, look beyond your survival technique. Look at your succession planning. Where are you now? 
Where should you be? Where are you going? What is our new norm? And embrace that. So instead of getting rid of people, put them in better positions, streamline your business. Your immediate reaction should not just be a survival technique of getting rid of your employees. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad it's good to hear that consultants like you who are telling them that not to throw people out. Mm-hmm. That's not the right decision. Of It's, it's a knee-jerk reaction. It is yeah. not a long-term reaction or a plan. So I think you're, you're nailing the uh, kind of, you know, right on the head by saying that restructure, mm-hmm. streamline the business, reskill your people, and then engage positively. These are the four steps maybe is what, what you are proposing to your HR heads. Uh, and you're saying that are they kind of, you know, receiving and are they open to ideas, suggestions? Or- they are, Raj. They are. You know, um, it was a, a, a flat or fright first, you know, um, and there was a lot of questions around it. But you, we've got to think positively and we, we've got to think of, of a plan because it's true. We say to them, this is the new norm. You know, you can choose to embrace it. And by embracing it, you're going to identify your human assets and your human resources. So it is, it's, it's, a, it's on the forefront. Cool. So, Teresa, let me, let me ask you this. Are you worried about your business? Raj, at this stage, no. Um, we've embraced technology. Um, we've always been in the online digital space. I've always risen areas of human resources and capital versus digital transformation. So we've always been in that space. COVID-19 has just pushed the world into our space. We've projected it right out there and they've embraced it. A lot are still questioning, but we're in a secure position to move forward now to make sure that we get our messages across to people, more so the HR and the digital transformation working together. You know, the first panic station is, oh, we're going digital, we don't need people. We're going robotics, artificial intelligence. No, we're not saying that. We're sending a much stronger message to say it's got to be uniform. Unity will work together. Um, And that is our sustainability. And we are finding areas to help businesses embrace that, restructure, re-engineer their business flows, and come up with better, brighter ideas on how they're going to transform their business operations to the new norm. Because we know it's not going anywhere. We, we like to refer to it as the, the 4IR. So here we call it the fourth industrial revolution. And I believe that is the virtuality of embracing business in the area, virtually and online, but with human engagement as well. It's a core, pivotal area that we do require. And, and when people are calling you, what, what are the first two or three things they are asking for? You know, Raj, we, because we've got different sections um, in, in, in the business, on the educational front, they're asking about the electronic portfolios of evidence. They're asking about what is the best learner management system. Um, they're even asking um, how do we do um, online methodologies? How do we deliver material to our, our learners? And those are in all the different stages of education. But we prominently look at what we call the 360 HR management tool. So we guide people to say, all right, 
you start at this point. So you start at your job descriptions, look at your organogram, grade positions, not people, positions. Create your sustainable edge. Then filter that through with the people you have in your organization and see. Because, you know, there's a very powerful saying, it goes something, you know, to do with the right people in the right positions can be the extinction or survival in your company. And it is a very powerful quote. So that's what they're calling it for? That is what they're calling for. They're seeking restructuring. You know, um, they're saying, all right, well, these are our jobs. What do you think? You know, and then we just offer the guidance. We say, all right, well, these are all your jobs. Let's put them together. Let's see where you overlap. And we actually train them because it's all online, you know, Raj. We'll say, well, there's your training. We're here to help you at any stage. I think my biggest concern right now, which we're picking up, is well-being, emotional well-being. So while the companies are busy on their virtual journeys, what is lacking is, I call it a check-in, Raj. So with my staff, for example, and my clients, I will do a a WhatsApp checking to say, hi, everybody okay? You know, what is lacking is the virtual check-in the body language, the engagement, that social interactivity, are you really okay? And that, I believe, is lacking at the moment. So leaders need to step up and engage with their staff at least once a week directly like we're doing today. I agree. I agree. And I love this check-in formula. I, that's very cool. Very cool. And I think the employees, you know, in, in office, and I've, I've heard from people, they're saying, we started to miss our smoking areas. You know? <laughs> I'm one of those. <laughs> so, tell me, how, what do we do to, to create this virtual smoking areas? Well, you know, that forms part of our well-being and our checking, you know. And it's funny you talk about smoking. The best information, whether it's business or just de-stressing or venting takes place in a smoker's corner. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it does. You go outside for a smoke, you, you want to just think of something, and then obviously that's where the gathering is. And you can touch base with people, you know, on, on all different levels with any discussion. And we need to keep that going. So do a check-in, you know. Um, so it's critical to keep engaged the whole time. So create your smoking corner online. <laughs> Yeah, or let's have your virtual B sessions. Yes, you know, um, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I've been encouraging staff and, and a lot of clients. I say to them, if you're troubled, reach out. I'm here. You know, um, let's have a one-on-one. Let's engage. Let's talk. You know, but don't think you're alone because you're not alone. You know, um, and that's also why initially I was also a bad apple. Um, and I would just check in with my staff on a WhatsApp. We've got a big WhatsApp group. I said, please check in, thumbs up, we're all okay. And I would send them a motivational little script every morning. And then, of course, an essay of things to do, you know, because we've got to remain productive. And I thought, no, hang on a second. We're losing the personal touch. So let's engage also virtually. And it's, it's, it's been a whole eye-opener because that is what is currently lacking. People are losing their uh, connectivity with their staff 
with their employees, with their clients, their business partners. You know, and it's the most simplistic thing to do. Set up a reoccurring meeting called check-in, you know, um, and, and open that platform, not just for business discussions, but actual well-being. How are you doing today, you know? Um, and that's what we're missing right now. And I was also one of those that lost the bus. I lost the plot on that, but I have realized just how important it really, really is. And not only they'll check in with you, like I'm checking with your daughter and, and your friend's son lying on the sofa. <laughs> well, there you go, you know, so that's the thing. Um, you know, we, we catch up with the family spaces as well. I mean, you can even see they've had a bit of a row. <laughs> do a bit of like relationship counseling at the same time. But Raj, it's so important. You know, we, we've got to, like you say, keep it real. This is life. This is our new norm. Let's embrace it. Stop fighting it. But yep. let's keep in touch, you know, social interaction. It's, it's critical. I mean, where would we be? Would I be flying to, to come visit you overseas? You know, and here we are having a wonderful, engaging discussion. And COVID-19 to actually ignite our discussions. Absolutely. Again, thanks to, <laughs> we should not be thanking too much. But no, we don't want to thank the epidemic, you know, the pandemic. We don't want to thank it. But we must We've got to commend it for uniting and letting us all see the possibilities of the way forward. You yeah. know, how do we actually find the winning mix in this whole pandemic? See the light. Be positive. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, listen, you've given good inputs. But what I want you to give us, I'm not sure if you have so far, put together a, a hundred days plan. For you, for your organization, uh, uh, if not, if you have a vision or an idea of how it will be for you. Our 100-day plan going forward, we will enhance, you know, um, office space work, yes, but downscaling of offices to a smaller office environment. Okay. engaging still with our clients, being on the road with our clients, because I believe that is critical and important as well as virtually. But virtuality and online engagement is here to stay for, for DEXA. And think more in the lines of embracing digital but retaining skill sets. And my milestones to achieve that is if I can get at least a 20% increase in organizations embracing the H1 digital transformation, that is my goalpost for 2020. Super. Super. And it's so glad to hear that the full conversation, the focus is on human touch. I think somewhere your, your country girl values are still intact, right? We've got to keep them there. You know, I believe although robotics and artificial intelligence is coming and technology is going to go boom, where are we without the human touch? Where are we without people, Raj? We know we're without people. We've got to just keep the people with the technology and embracing it. The two, they, they, they cohabit together, for lack of a better term. Yeah. I mean, you're equally pushing both sides. The yes. digital... And being human, Correct. we have to be together. It's so, yes. so, so brilliant. So nice. It's a challenge. It is a challenge because a lot of companies think just digital, you know, and others are 
not really concerned on the human touch and some may or may not be. But I'm coming in from a very brave angle of keeping the two together. Well, I couldn't agree more with you on that. And we, it, it has to be like that. And, uh, and we need more people like you to go out and to tell people that not, please don't throw people out. That's Absolutely. The right way. That's not the right way. No, I think the right way for us, Raj, and, and we have to make an imprint this year is to say, you know what, you can create sustainability in your business. And you don't need to throw out your staff in order to do that. There are smarter ways, more innovative ways, you know, to, to, to become successful and not lose your business now or post-COVID-19. Yes. And if you have a problem, call us. Phone us. Absolutely. I mean, I've so, told so many people, we will support, we will talk, we will engage. All right, all right, all right. Super fun conversation with the country girl. She owns horses and a beautiful smile and a digital HR company. Isn't that cool? And what I really love about the conversation is the human touch. She wants to push the digital and the human touch together fabulous and listen if you really 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 love the conversation don't forget to like us subscribe us and that you can do it on youtube that you can do it on google podcast that you can do it on spotify and apple podcast I will see you with my third guest very, 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 very soon. Cheers. Stay safe. Stay connected.